0: Welcome to Salamander Babies, podcasted before a live studio audience. I'm temporal timekeeper Mario Panigetti.
1: I'm chief philosophy
2: officer Lou Gold.
0: I'm quantum anarchist Jim Gold.
2: Holodeck programmer Jen Marshall.
0: And tonight we'll be discussing Voyager season one, episode eight, ex post facto. Just in case you're in the same confusion we did, uh, Netflix's episode numbers are wrong. So look for ex post facto. I think the number is episode seven. Actually, I want to tell a little anecdote instead of a synopsis. Podcast neighbor, Arthur, has um, expressed in the past that we sometimes don't sound like we actually like Voyager when we do this podcast. (laughs) And it occurred to me that um, in my first go-around, I picked an episode that I I enjoy or have fond memories of, but I didn't really account for what other people would think of it. And so this time I tried to pick an episode specifically with other hosts in mind. I know that we're generally fans of Tuvok, and I know we kind of wanted a different kind of story. So I picked one where Tom Paris is accused of a murder, he claims his innocence, but going against him is the fact that this alien species has the ability to take memories from the moments of a person right before their death and present them as evidence in a trial. And so the victim themselves is is an eyewitness to the crime. So Tuvok takes on an investigator role and has to basically prove Tom's innocence.
2: An unenviable task. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> to have to do it or have to want to do it. Both. Yeah. In the past, we've just kind of done our summaries at the end of the episode of what we thought, but I'm really curious. What did you guys think of this episode?
1: So in preparation for this recording, I ended up watching it twice. And the first time I watched it, I, I was looking at it from the perspective because we, we very briefly, at, at the end of a recording of a session, um, whoever reveals what the episode is um, afterwards you know, once we've done, finished recording, there's sometimes a little bit of discussion about why the episode was picked just to sort of, like, remind everybody what's going on. And um, so, Mario, you said that you picked this one because um, it's an actual investigation and um, looking into the murder, whereas in, um, oh god, in Meld, Mm -hmm. they, they skipped the entire investigation phase and just went straight to the repercussions. And so... I was going into this thinking, okay, how is this as a murder mystery? And the first time I watched it, I was underwhelmed. And I think that part of the issue was I was thrown by the very, um, I don't want to say overacting, but the stylized feel of the entire piece, the close-ups, the indulgent dialogue and monologues, and really awkward flirting that was happening that didn't make any sense to me. And I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about that more later. Um, so I just thought it was kind of like a corny throwback to like, I want to say noir like mysteries, but I don't like those and I've never really watched a lot of them. So, so I was thrown by that and coming out of the first watch, I I thought that, um, it wasn't a very well constructed, um, mystery because there weren't very many clues that were laid out. But on the second watch through, I actually noticed that there were some clues that had been laid pretty early in the episode. In fact, the first shot is a clue. And I was like, okay, I'm digging this. So seeing it twice through, I give it some credit. It's actually a decent mystery.
3: Yeah, I generally agree. I definitely thought this was like a a neat kind of investigation procedural uh, where we were teased a little bit of that in meld even though I think Meld takes place in season 2 and mm-hmm. this is in season 1. Anyway, for our chronology, <laughs> uh we were teased that kind of procedural thing in in Meld and now we actually saw um an a, a for real kind of murder mystery play out. It definitely felt noir with the the like femme fatale character and I didn't really have uh like serious complaints about the the direction that you did, Lou. But I also wasn't really paying attention to it. <laughs> um, on the second watch, I was looking for the clues, and pretty much everything I think that Tuvok used was was set up, except for the dog. Uh, <laughs> except for using the dog to to like indicate the murderer.
0: Though the dog, the how they used mm-hmm. the dog itself was set up several times. Yeah. The
3: episode. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the actual like uh the the way the dog was used to set up but mm. the um like the viewer couldn't have used the the dog not barking at that individual like the viewer wouldn't have picked that person out as the
0: murderer
1: the murderer is never seen with the dog before he's identified as the murderer
0: exactly that's fair and um this actually is very similar uh, in structure to a DS Nine episode, the one where they go back to the back in time to the Trouble with Tribbles episode of, of original series. Mm. Yeah. There's this whole oh, actually no, it's the original series episode itself. There's a whole sequence where they identify the secret Klingon because of the way the Tribble reacts to it. Mm. Um, so, so there's a little bit of that in there, but yeah, you're right. Like that wouldn't be a reasonable jump of logic for the viewer to make because the dog never interacts with the actual murderer.
3: But they could have solved this problem just by having the dog in the room as everybody is entering um, for that that final scene. They they could have allowed the viewer to to have all of the evidence that Tuvok uses.
1: Then they wouldn't have gotten the dramatic reveal though. And then the joke at the end, where Tom's like, "You base my entire defense on a dog." Yeah. yeah,
0: it's totally for the for the humor factor. I think. Yeah, I guess. So, but- sorry, creatively, I think it is. As, as far as like why Tuvok would have chosen that, you know, as a common theme in this podcast, I'm going to head cannon a little bit, and I would say that he's playing on what he knows the emotional response will be of the of the. Uh, perpetrators and that it would be enough to like drive her out the door and then basically should be more culpable in that sense like how both of them basically attempted to leave the space once they realized that things were starting to go against them like mm. so it would basically enough to raise an emotional response and he plays into that because he's not emotional in this episode <laughs> but he knows how to play people's emotions very well mm mm-hmm.
2: So, this is season one, episode seven. We're still getting to know
0: episode
2: every eight. Episode eight, whatever. <laughs> We're still getting to know everybody a little bit, so they need to do their character development. So, we've got Tuvok being very vulcany, We've got Tom Paris being his version of a puckish rogue. Basically, just being a giant douche. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that Tom. Like, did he do it? I don't know. I don't know him well enough, but I guess this is just part of his M.O. As a mystery, I don't think it was very good. Um, Typically, in, like, the, you know, the better mysteries, there's, like, a red herring or you suspect somebody, but there's, like, you kind of suspect the wife because she's got, you know, dead fish eyes did bird eyes the whole time (laughs) like she it's like did, did she kill him probably but um I mean but she did really she was in on it the whole time so it's like you're right in your suspicions because obviously the viewer isn't going to be like oh Paris probably did it I mean maybe some people were like oh but what if he did do it and he just doesn't remember but I'm sure the majority of people were like no he didn't there's no way that Tom did that they're gonna figure out why he didn't do it and so it's like oh the wife did it and you're like yeah and then somebody else too. But <laughs> it's like, alright, cool. So it wasn't a very satisfying like, oh, that's what happened. It was more of like a hmm, neat.
0: Yeah. I guess the way I saw it and, and I agree with you, like it's not a particularly strong mystery in a sense, though I thought it was well executed within that context. I think going back and rewatching it, I could catch enough of the clues that I could probably have if I was in two box position, I probably could have done enough to exonerate Tom Paris. I, it's a weird leap to then get to oh but these are the actual perpetrators like not only do i know it's it's the uh enemies in these this species long lasting war which i mean there's probably enough to go off of that based on the actions they took but then to go oh and it's also these two people that are like the only two people we meet <laughs> from this alien race it's like it's not like we meet a lot of uh suspects like in this in this investigation
3: yeah yeah the cast is is very limited and i mean it's it's a single episode and a 40 minute show yeah,
2: it's, um, yeah it still would have been cool to see like a murder on the orange express type like oh so here's this person and this is their possible motive here's this person and there's their possible motive and yeah. like they all could be it but it was either like well we know it's not Tom so yeah. So, it, it? so it's
3: either it's right. either the wife yeah. the doctor or the, the someone the else guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole race of people presumably yeah <laughs> yeah but but yeah, like I mean, nobody else was set up. Yeah. So it, it, from a viewer's perspective, it had to you be one of them. You have to have a them.
0: limited group to work off of.
1: I'm like, there could have just been like six people on the entire planet.
0: We don't know. There's only one ever one establishing shot of it zooming into a building, used like three or four times.
1: <laughs> the planet's actually the size of like. I have no idea how to describe their size. That's really. block? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, Everything is not there
2: love <laughs> in this planet.
1: Isn't there like a kid's book that's like, it's not The Little Prince or something? Like yeah, it is. It is?
0: Yeah, The Little Prince.
1: That is a children's book. Where
0: it lives prince. on an asteroid, like a tiny planet. Oh, yeah. With the flower. It was also in Rick and Morty.
1: I'm thinking of, so. like, a Machiavelli. What's the, what's the,
2: um... Oh, no. Did you mean the prince? Yes.
1: Yeah,
3: that's mean, Machiavelli. <laughs> I was
2: like, <laughs> that's not a children's story. I'm like,
0: what the <laughs>
1: f- Kids are reading I, this. Yes. For whatever reason, I get them confused sometimes. The that's names. That's an amazing mix.
0: <laughs> I want to see that mashup. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's get back to oh, the episode. No,
0: so...
3: Nope, this is, our, bit, this our, is the artwork for the episode. Our, our dad has a copy of The Little Prince in Italian, and it's... Oh, Oh, uh, piccolo princip Oh, that's adorable
2: I do want to see that mashup, though for reals
3: <laughs> yeah me too uh, I can just imagine the little prince saying uh, it's, it's better to be hated than loved <laughs> or,
2: oh, I'm
0: sorry not hated feared yeah. that'd be pretty good right there just take a still from little prince and put that word bubble in <laughs> I okay now I want to do that yeah. I was going to say we
3: you can know, all do this ab-
2: absolutely do that uh... alright anyways moving on Stay out, target.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm making this artwork later tonight. It's going to be on those little bird men.
3: <laughs> one thing that I was kind of, that I was bothered by uh, on the second viewing, because I totally missed it in the first viewing, was the fact that like, and, and there may be technical reasons for this, but they were able to pull memories out of a dead person but they weren't able to pull Tom's
0: memories out.
1: I hadn't thought of it, but he was unconscious at the time. So maybe exactly. he didn't have any memories.
0: But wouldn't that itself be interesting evidence that he would have no no corroborating memory? Yeah. like it, it seems like in a world where you have the technology to take memories out and use them as evidence, there's no point in having testimony. Like Everyone's memory yeah. should just be pulled right. before a trial, unless the process kills them, in which case... Exactly. Good to so, lose on dead people.
3: So backtracking just a little bit, but getting back to... Uh, oh, we'll come back to that thing they they also didn't pull memories out of um mrs wren so and she was an obvious witness like she she would have seen both of them yes uh, doing it so and and the dog and the dog
1: to be fair um mrs wren as one of the perpetrators would not have consented to having her memories pulled which maybe is like its own form of evidence there yeah
0: could you play the fifth on your own memories
1: so, yeah. if,
0: if you're going by the Fifth Amendment,
3: you're allowed to re- refuse to give testimony against your spouse,
1: and you just don't incrimination. Yeah,
3: uh, those and specifically
0: self. spoken testimony, according like current law. You know, like like there's now rules coming out where they've determined that police can uh, use your fingerprints to unlock your phone, and it doesn't break the Fifth Amendment because it's not technically speech. Like it's not it's you're not saying something that would uh, incriminate you. It's not in, it's not information. It's something you have instead of so something you know.
3: Well, yeah, there are other issues with the use of biometrics to to lock things. Yeah, um, I forget which amendment it is. Lose better at this than I am. Uh, we'll see. But the um, the fact that like a phone is a locked device, like most of the more interesting stuff that I've seen about that um, has been like, cop stops person on the street, basically, and says. Uh, unlock your phone, supposedly they wouldn 't be able to, to compel you to do that because it 's a locked device, and they would have to get a warrant, mm. but some weird shit about biometrics I think actually we 've talked about this on Facebook so I, I think this is the yeah.
0: distinction <laughs> this this is exactly the case that, that i'm 'm talking about is that they can 't compel you to give your passcode because your passcode is is information that you have but they can compel you to use your fingerprint to unlock it because that's not technically information you have under the law. Right. You're 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 making I'm not saying that should be the case. I'm saying that's the argument that's being made now yeah. in some in some jurisdictions. Yeah.
3: You are saying that the 5th amendment the 5th the amendment they jumped to the 5th amendment that's might not be appropriate
0: but or
1: it's it's either going to be like the fifth or fourth, and I don't remember what the fourth is at this point. Quartering? <laughs> I
3: think that's the, <laughs> the second, Third, maybe? No, second, not the second guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The third amendment is uh, Quartering soldiers, yeah. It's um, not dead. Oh,
1: I thought you were talking about like. Uh, Drawing a yeah, yeah, I was yeah, that's, like, that's, cool that's... An Unusual Punishment is another one. <laughs> <Let's go
2: laughs> in there. Speaking
1: uh, of the episode.
3: The standard that you need um, a, a warrant signed by a judge in order to compel someone to open a locked container. Um, is uh, right to privacy, isn't it? Or unlawful search and seizure or something like that.
1: This is the part where I'm like I'm I sorry, didn't do that well. The I didn't Little do that well. Exercise your con law, con law. Uh, this is important. No, this is criminal procedure and I haven't done do this in fair. forever. Okay. Uh, and I didn't do all in the class, you so don't listen it, to me. It doesn't
3: really matter because the main argument that, that people should be making in defense of people not opening their phones is like it's a locked thing. It is, like, it is literally, like, it's a, it's a lock screen. Like, mm. this is a locked thing until you open it. And, like, I could give you my locked phone and it's completely useless, pretty much. Mostly.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like... I can have Siri call you something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm sorry, this is way off
3: topic. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, but, no, like it, it came from an interesting position of, like what are the legal ramifications of being able to pull memories, even from a deceased victim? Like That's, that's still pretty interesting in terms of what the society is capable of and what it means for their legal system. Yeah. yeah, and we don't have access to their legal system, so...
1: So, clearly, that civilization does not have holodecks, because that would be a great way of fucking with the system. And they don't have uh, precogs like in Minority Report... Because that would be a great way. Like they're, they're like, oh, it says you can't cheat this, and it's like, oh, you kind of can. Tuvok, it's
0: untamperable. <laughs> or like people with mind melds can like manipulate people's brains and thought patterns. Like like there's all sorts of ways this can be tampered with in oh. the world of Star Trek alone.
1: Oh man, yeah. Tuvok. Okay, if the episode meld happened first and Tuvok gets on a murdering spree and just goes and commits like thousands of murders on this planet, but never gets <laughs> caught because he just changes the memories of Whoa. everybody. <laughs>
2: yeah I that person never existed. How could I have
3: killed them? yeah I wonder if you can mind meld with somebody immediately after they die, <gasps> so their brain is still they got the active enough. still active. yeah, yeah, and he could like just like
0: rewrite it,
2: <laughs> yeah, oh man, it kind of reminds me of um interview with the vampire when the um the vampires freak out because one of them gives like dead blood, it's like you gave me dead blood. <laughs> it's like he's like melding with like a dead brain. I could see that freaking
0: amount. That is an interesting point. I don't know what happens if he melts with a cadaver. No. Like, I imagine that even if there were any brain <laughs> patterns left, it would be in, like, a corrupted state and it could, like, just I, make him go insane. I, I, I just thought of mind-melding with a cadaver and I went to a young Frankenstein and
3: freshly, <laughs> freshly dead and it's Mar- and Marty Feldman.
1: <laughs> I I went to uh, Tubix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just Jesus. pictured Tuvok.
2: Banging a dead body. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on
1: a minute.
2: <laughs> Melting with cadavers.
0: Guess who went to a very different place. No,
2: <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it's a, I don't it, apologize for
1: anything. It's an interesting journey on this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the punishment presented to um, Tom, like, the concept of that as a punishment is super interesting. And that—that <laughs> that is all discussed. I
0: agree with that. It speaks an interesting case of like, does this society not believe in rehabilitation? Because it seemed like Tom was also being kept under relative, like a solitary confinement of some kind, although it was a really lush place. Like they wouldn't let him leave the room, effectively.
2: Yeah, it also wouldn't have any effect on somebody who had no remorse.
0: Yeah, it actually might, like, with someone like Suter, it might actually, like, trigger them to commit more violence if they're just seeing the action repeated, if they're not feeling remorse.
2: Well, but they're
1: seeing it from the, the perspective of the victim. Right. So it, a masochist yeah. would have a better time than a sadist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't get the impression that, uh, that confinement was part of the punishment. Uh, I mean, they definitely didn't want him to leave the world, which implied that he was supposed to stay there indefinitely. Like, Janeway, like, the only reason they convinced them to to take him away was because it was medical issues.
1: So I, I also didn't interpret it as a confinement issue. I I thought that... So, so when you said confinement, my first thought was them keeping Harry away, but that was because they were trying to prevent any sort of... Um, During the trial, I think there yeah. was some
0: immediate uh, isolation.
1: Yeah, but it seemed like he was in a comfortable state. And it, oh, my yeah, my yeah. impression was that they were... Like okay, you're gonna suffer these problems every 14 hours, but hey, how's it go? Like it it was kind of chill.
0: So yeah, that that's what I thought at first, but then they make a point in the episode to say that the minister wanted to keep him on the planet, and the doctor was okay with him like being like actually encouraging to be sent back to Voyager because it was part of his larger plan. But that made me think that the default position would be you have to relive these memories and also don't leave town. Like, it didn't seem like he was in a jail, necessarily, but there was definitely something more going on than just reliving the memories and you're free to go. Because I can't imagine that reforms all murderers instantly, to the point where they stop committing murder crimes. Like, maybe maybe it's even just a a temporary, like, psychological evaluation period where they make sure he's not an endangerment to society. But there was definitely more happening than just the engrams.
2: What happens if you kill more than one person? Do you, like, like a litany of like you do kill back
0: to back? Yeah. Or is it every seven hours you like get a marathon? one and then the other? <laughs> a marathon of murders. <laughs> oh good, the murder-thons <laughs> on time Big watch. <Congratulations. laughs> the murder-thon.
1: <laughs> How many people do you have to kill before you can't sleep then?
0: How many do you have to kill until you can't get more engrams? Because it overrides another one and that would be, that'd be undoing the punishment.
1: So at a certain point you're just motivated to... Well, I guess, are you motivated to kill more people? Maybe a more interesting way is to change up the channels.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kill people in a variety of ways. You're just
2: bored of watching like, the same old murders over and over again.
0: We've had a, a, a fate of murders in the beaches. We need to know what's going on. Oh, I just want a nice backdrop for like a, a solid thirty-minute block of beach murders. <laughs> beach murders. It's like the stranger all over I'm um, just
1: I'm just picturing the montage from Deadpool of all the different
2: ways. Just yeah. have like the bony <laughs> <a> one. <laughs>
3: The war- of a
2: <laughs> you're gonna die in 30 minutes
1: <laughs> actually that would be kind of great if you made it a really long death then it would take up a lot of time so you couldn't actually cram in
0: well i guess how much memory can they pull from the cadaver
1: mm.
0: like if you're if you're like having someone I, I don't even want to like think about like slow murders but <laughs> yeah. if you had some murder that took place over the course of 24 hours like how much memory would you get
2: what happens if they don't find the murdered body until like it's like a skeleton or there is no brain? What if you remove the brain from your victim?
0: It seems like that would be maybe even a common MO if that's yeah. the only way that they pull testimony for that Fool-proof. kind of stuff. Proof, yeah. Except like for living eyewitnesses, yeah. <laughs> or like forensic evidence and other stuff that yeah. They, fall back they, to. they might actually have to perform an investigation. <laughs> like our first fingerprinting in years.
1: Yeah. I'm just picturing like an entire population of Hannibal Lecter's on this planet.
3: <laughs> just <laughs> people eating Liotta's brain. They eat oh, the brain, brain there's and nothing and to engram.
1: <laughs> That's why they have all the birds in their houses. Yeah. <laughs> just feed them. <laughs> just
0: get packed apart by birds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bird people.
2: Bird person. No. I am Phoenix person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: birds eat birds
3: it's a eat bird world out there how oh, is the, the pelican eating the pigeon <laughs> yeah birds eat birds that's true
1: i like how we're trying to plan like the perfect murder in the society <laughs> or maybe like the most notorious murder in the society either way i mean they think their
2: system's so great i just want to show them that it's not
0: it's it's kind of the folly of sci-fi allegory where like let's present a world where there's this one weird thing it's like okay well what are the ramifications of this one weird thing we don't really get that beyond the context of the episode where we find that it's a fallible system but in the world where that normally runs smoothly and they have their legal process running it's like there's actually really weird ramifications for this socially Mm -hmm. and we don't get any of it yeah that's why a lot of these kinds of like social experiment
3: type episodes are really disappointing because like it seems like uh it was it was a neat idea that somebody had and it could have been executed well but it just sort of wasn't
0: well, I mean, the idea is, what if Rashomon but sci-fi? Like, like Rashomon has a moment where they get testimony through a medium reporting the victim and how the crime went down. So it's like, oh, what if there was a, a scientific explanation for that, and it allowed us to do this weird thing where there's an unreliable narrator saying that that this crime happened a certain way, and we have to prove otherwise. Like, but it still wasn't nearly as interesting as Rashomon. Because, oh, like, I, in, in I'm Rashomon. very sorry for comparing this to Rashomon. <laughs> yeah. Amazing movie with a 40-minute '90s television show. I'm just yeah. saying, like, that that's definitely the Inspiration for the premise, if I mean, not I, the execution. Uh, maybe I didn't really get maybe that it no, but I, I think there was something in there, Roshamunish. Interesting. We just didn't get to see it because they casually mentioned an <laughs> artificial life form that they used to testify on behalf of the engrams.
1: You're off to no end. I mean, that's the
0: kind of thing that I could, I, I can ignore that.
3: I like, can't ignore like, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't. Uh, I, I can just say like, oh. Yeah, whatever. It's it's some bullshit that the writer came up There's with. There's so
0: many bullshit things they could have said though. They're like, oh, yeah, it plays on a TV screen because we digitize <laughs> the engrams It could just do that. But no, yeah, no yeah. one actually sees the memory. Yeah. They get testimony from an artificial brain that they put the memory in, <laughs> and it says this is what went down. It was like this: there was a dog, and then there were shoes, and then they died. <laughs> like, I want to see that. If you're gonna present shit like that as an idea.
3: Yeah, it turns out they only had 40 minutes and their budget was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you just say, like,
0: you put it on fucking TV. Like, <laughs> like you just, like, that's a, something I can forgive more. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we only have 40 minutes, so let's just say, and then we see the memory. And we don't even have to know. But I guess the reason is they couldn't have the memory be easily replayable because then you wouldn't have had a need for the mind meld.
1: Well, so- And people
0: wouldn't have seen the uh, text on the bottom as the giveaway. Like, yeah. they, they don't actually see the memory as it plays out.
1: So, it does kind of raise the question of um, how much detail is this automated personality thing supposed to give where they don't describe actual... I mean, I, I guess, was the tampering done... It had to be done prior to
3: being put into the... being put
1: into them, but maybe the messaging was put in afterwards?
0: Point at the person who killed you! I guess they could the have thing. done a double edit because the doctor was the one who performed the implant, so... Yeah. So some of the more damning elements may have been inserted after the fact, but he did create the original false memories still. Yeah. That's interesting. That would explain why it didn't come up.
2: How many other people has that doctor done that to?
0: Yeah, I'm guessing this throws a lot of their cases into doubt. And considering they don't capital punishment, they still have all these people convicted of murders, maybe falsely. But the, the entire intent behind the murder was to smuggle that information off world. It's true, but I imagine there's going to be some lawyer coming up in their society that Oh, that that yeah. immediately challenges a lot of the recent <laughs> cases where that doctor performed the medical procedure, or where the yeah. medical procedure was used at all by yeah. anyone. Like this, calls in a bigger question: like, who else knew about this tampering capability that we previously didn't know was possible? Yeah.
1: So, if shit, I guess I'm just thinking about the text itself, whereas the tampering in general is a separate issue, mm-hmm. because um, the native population of that planet would know what the text is. So that would, you know, clearly show up in other people's memories.
0: Well, I, I guess I thought it was probably coded. Like I don't think it's just literally written in their language because then it would be too obvious to anyone who could find it. Tuvok said it was. I think he, he just think ex- he, he just described it as writing and symbols at the bottom of the screen, and then he he said, "Now we now know that." Uh, like this was a, a transmission for the other side, but I thought he said that they were like the actual the calculations. equations. Oh yeah. It's because he compared it to the doctor's research. Yeah. That's right, he did ask Harry to provide that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it would just it was just plain text.
1: So but I mean, if the doctor was altering memories for other people in their trials, then it doesn't necessarily mean that it has the text underneath it mm-hmm. because they weren't taken off planet, captured, transmitted. Although, like you said, it would um you know create an appeal way
0: yeah I, I think it's just going to throw a lot of their cases into upheaval and bog down their legal system for a while while they figure out which cases uh, were legitimate or not if it's even possible that far after the fact
3: yeah they'd have to go back and say like yeah well
0: i guess we have to perform actual investigations yeah but if it's cold cases like they might get acquitted for lack of evidence at yep. that point like they basically have to retry or exonerated or sorry yeah.
1: also, legal terms i don't have them also something's
0: only in double jeopardy
1: also, it would probably apply to anybody, not just the doctor's um, victims, I guess you'd call them. I think it would
0: start with him because the implication would be that he might have developed this treatment and then maybe it'll come out of trials through him that he didn't and he learned it from someone else or it was actually part of a larger development. It's going to have issues with like the relations between the warring societies like maybe it came from them like voyager just threw their whole legal system in upheaval just to say tom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it worth it oh uh, yeah I they think got so. tom afterward I, I think it is totally worth it just because like
3: that technology i mean like they think it's infallible it is fallible the idea that this engram editing technique is is so new like kim and paris were there for like two or three days total and they could recreate
0: him In this environment, like through this memory. Well,
3: I'm not. I'm not so worried about that. But the fact that like this engram editing technique is like so new that
0: nobody knew about it. That's like one of the more unbelievable parts to me.
3: I
2: don't
1: think it was. Wait. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. It sounds more like it was had to be of an existing technology, and they're waiting for the opportunity of an off-worlder to come by.
3: Yeah, but but the idea that like this technology. The Engram retrieval technology could exist and, and just nobody knew enough about it to, to discover like, oh, it's actually really easy to just reprogram a memory like this. You just type a few commands and that's, that's it. That's one of the more unbelievable parts to me.
0: I could believe that maybe um, the technology itself for extracting M-grams from the deceased is um, maybe closely guarded. Like it's maybe a technology not available to the masses or not legal to perform in certain groups. And so it's not like widely taught, especially if it's used in legal proceedings. There may be an issue of of who's allowed to perform it and when, like only under certain conditions or cases. So it may not be a widely known technology to begin with, at least uh, how it works, which would make um, exploiting it maybe even in lesser known
3: but but the b whatever people Bedeans, but yeah, sure. Let's go with that. b, um, b Birdmen, Birdmen. Well, the Birdmen, Bird people. Like they're they're
0: in a state of war essentially with. I was gonna say Nagiri, and then like I think that's like a sushi or something. Yeah. The the, the, <laughs> the Nimoidians, yeah. <laughs> the the <Neimoidians> <laughs> Devils, yeah. So uh,
3: the bee. Well, I forgot the bee people. God damn it! The, the bird people. The bird people are at war with the nemoidians and uh, and so the bird people have this technology to extract memories from at least dead people. But it's just weird to me to think that like they wouldn't have have like tried to weaponize this in
0: <laughs> in like an intelligence kind of way. Yeah, it seems like interrogation wouldn't be a problem if you could just pull memories.
3: Yeah, even if it takes killing the, the subject. But, but like the fact that like working on ways that that system can be broken uh, or exploited is something that they would have just in parallel been looking into. Or their enemies would have been looking into it. Yeah.
1: My, my feeling, and maybe this is just me trying to find a workaround to plug that hole, is that they can only access memories within a certain time of death.
0: That's what I was going to say, is that it might just be the short-term memory portion of the brain. So they wouldn't be able to pull like larger intelligence or knowledge. Maybe. That would that would actually explain a lot about its limited
2: use. Seems kind of like a design flaw. I think if you could extract certain information from the brain, you should be able to extract more useful information.
0: Especially since you can do something like um, input it into someone's brain to run it at regular intervals. Like, that's pretty advanced tampering medically. Right. Assuming they didn't implant technology, which didn't sound like they did. It not like they manipulated his brain on a deeper
2: level got some potential as like espionage. They could have some well, they are a covert species, isn't that what they say? Whatever the f- that means.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was talking about the uh, the enemy species, but yeah, it could be yeah. applied to either one.
2: Yeah. But I mean like you could hide some information and something like that in like a, a secret double agent. Ooh. Yeah, you can
3: Whatever. get into that's cool.
0: cool. You can get into some total total recall shit. Yeah. Right, you implant memories that they don't have access to, but it triggers after a set period of time, and then it like reveals secret codes or something. That's mm-hmm. cool. I want you to play a game of solitaire. Like, they I... couldn't be interrogated because they just wouldn't know it.
2: Yep.
1: Mentoring candidate reference right there. So, um, in any case...
0: <laughs> reference acknowledged.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that maybe there's some characteristic of the species um, where they lose memory, like certain portions of their brain die at different rates. So maybe it precludes certain portions of the memory after death. You lose your long-term memory before your short-term memory.
0: Yeah, I mean, they keep their heart down by the side. Like They're weird. They're different from us and therefore weird.
1: Yep. They have four stomachs.
0: Probably. Yep. Did Tom you? didn't know that. They have, they have gizzards. <laughs> <laughs> and cloacas. Yeah. Yeah. Can't forget that. Yeah, Tom whined uh, about
2: it. <laughs> oh, Tom will bang anything that moves.
0: They don't usually talk about that part when the uh, people get together as aliens.
1: Uh, it's real
0: different down there.
1: At one point, my phone auto-corrected um, cloak of invisibility to cloaca. <laughs> what? <laughs> cloaca of invisibility? I was really tired when I was typing. It was just like, I think I know where you're
2: going with this. <laughs> yeah, obviously. How often it, does this come up in things that you type on your phone? I don't know.
3: Well, <laughs> I imagine uh, cloaca of invisibility works uh, by just everybody
0: looking away. Immediately. Yeah. Don't <laughs> nope. <thing>. Nope. <laughs> no. I didn't see anything. I do appreciate that they made a race of bird people and didn't give them all beaks. Because that would be really <laughs> interesting to see Tom Pears still fall for her. <laughs> that, would. that would be interesting. They gave the other people beaks, though. Yep. That's true. They, they <laughs> look a little more alien.
1: Weirdly
2: flappy lips.
1: Maybe they have a common ancestor. One of them got the feathers and the other one got the
2: beaks. It's and... like Romulans and Ravens. Yeah. That's how genetics work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that... split them in two.
0: Yep. All right, you take the beak. <laughs> <But> <laughs> You'll be more reptilian. It's fine. It's the east-west fine. draft. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, She's still got to be kind of bangable looking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: she wasn't. No. I feel a little bit
1: bad for the actress when I say that, but it just...
0: And she's dressed up in weird feathers and also was a murderer. Like, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's legit not to be attracted to her. The
1: the murderer thing's less of an issue for me. Well, it's... she's also...
0: She's <laughs> she's an accessory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. murder uh, uh, that doesn't really bother me. Mur- I'm fine with that.
1: The murderer thing is not a it's problem. Not
0: a deal breaker for Lou. She's a smoker. Yeah. They do make a point of mentioning that. That
1: was really weird. And
0: definitely noir femme fatale stuff.
1: The yeah. fact oh, that, yeah. she and, and, and that she smoked and she was always
0: getting a drink.
2: She wears white a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for for my guessing of Rashomon being an influence like noir detective stories were definitely much more of one as well as like Sherlock Holmes in terms of Tuvok's big reveal at the end of the episode. Totally. Yeah. So I must gather you all in the same room in this in the parlor in order to explain how I am awesome and know all these things. Yep. I'm
1: just picturing Tuvok high-fiving himself afterwards.
0: I mean, it's better the next gen where Data would literally wear the Sherlock Holmes outfit when <laughs> doing these things.
2: <laughs> Is it better?
0: I. Mean, no, it's fun.
2: I really enjoy Data dressed up like Sherlock.
0: It's just weird when he, he does it like outside of the holodeck. And he's like the game is afoot.
2: No, I love it.
3: <laughs> I think it was in Generations after he gets the emotion chip, mm-hmm. where Data goes, "Yeah, yeah," uh, and I was just imagining Tuvok doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nailed it. And he just got to make sure that nobody is looking at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is in his cool he's, quarters. He's in his
0: Hugh Hefner robe. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. starts air punching. That's
1: cool. Purple lighting, he just, yeah. Neelix walks in. <laughs> we are the champions. <laughs> okay, Mr. Wolken. He jumps Hi. on Neelix, mind melts with him, and wipes those memories <laughs> out.
3: He saw nothing. Wipes him out with a melon baller. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'll do it. It's really efficient. There. Get some
0: memories right out of there. Yep.
1: There will come a day when I will write Star Trek fanfic. It will happen.
0: I think this will do it to us.
1: Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, my, my loyalties are shifting.
2: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we did it!
3: <laughs> <laughs> this entire podcast is a sham to get Lou yep. uh, doing Star Trek fanfic. It's a prestige podcast. Our I'd whole goal like is just to do this.
2: <laughs> oh, I was going to mention, what's her face? What Did she have a name? Mrs. Wren. Yes. Mrs. Wren. Oh, okay.
0: Oh. She had a name, but most of the time they called her Mrs. Wren.
2: Bird person Wren. Uh, Lidl. Ludla? Lindley? Something like that. It was it's nice not not, not Lydia, were, but almost Lydia. There were like three L's and a D Lydia, and an I, yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. when um, so Trubek yeah. shows up and um, he's like, "Oh, we're I'd never known anybody as dispassionate as myself." And then she's like, haha, dispassionate? You should ask Tom Paris about that." And it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was insecure. very yeah. Well, I mean, like it was just like that's not what Tom Paris said the other night. <laughs> like basically. So silly. To be fair. Two um, bucks, <laughs> <T-box>,
0: like, gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's like, I don't TMI. know. TMI. I don't want to no. know.
0: I watched this episode when it aired. I've watched it since then. And I watched it for this podcast. And I never noticed that they had feathers on their head until Lou pointed out tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was their hair or something. <laughs> I
3: don't know how you
2: didn't see that. It's I so saw obvious. it. I did
0: not see it. I just didn't see it as feathers.
3: Yeah, I watched it last night. I totally did not recognize it as
0: feathers. I'm like, oh, they've got interesting hair.
1: <laughs> so, question. Most I did. Or theory, not question. Um, is this because, like, I look at this stuff and I'm like, if I was to cosplay this, how would I do it? And I was like, that's obviously feathers, that's obviously a bath towel. <laughs> As Jen pointed out, uh, Neelix's outfit was clearly in the lobby of a hotel.
3: I believe I believe the, the exact words were, it's like a lo- the lobby of a hotel came to life. <laughs>
2: that is what I said. Um... I saw it clearly as feathers the first time so I don't I don't know maybe it's just what we're paying attention to probably but there's still hair there because you know you gotta make her bangable
0: yeah and that's the actual <laughs> answer right they didn't want to give her like weird forehead protrusions or, or cover her in like skin discoloration they wanted to make her look moderately human attractive
1: she, she did have forehead stuff
0: sorry like, yeah. I, I meant like extreme such that it covered up her facial like okay. her facial structure like you mm-hmm. see Cleons that have huge eyebrow ridges and things and like they specifically scaled back on the face and basically put stuff around her face mm-hmm. yeah. which is where the feathers come in I mean imagine
3: the the costume. I mean, her makeup for the the bird people and the nemoidians were swapped tom never would have fu- <laughs> fell for that shit tom that. <laughs> <laughs> would have
2: was she moving yeah <laughs> fair
0: no i, I think I'm, that they probably designed her costume first and then they're like okay this is what the race looks like right now. yeah
2: if uh, if she had shown even if she had like weird beak lips if she had shown an interest <laughs> in tom tom would have yeah exactly absolutely
0: Despite it being a full-length murder mystery episode, the investigation is pretty cut and dry. He doesn't really run into dead ends. He he follows a lead and it carries it through to the end. Like it's it's very cut and dry procedure, and it was a good way to showcase to Vox's character in that sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I definitely agree with Jen that like the fact that they didn't have at least one red herring um, was kind of disappointing, but the 40 minute episode
1: yeah i think that um that the time limitations were a good enough reason to not have the red herring the thing that i appreciated was the fact that the clues made sense um and that on the second i i enjoy you know in quotes mysteries where i, I enjoy anything that when you consume it the second time you notice things that you didn't notice the first run through and honestly, that doesn't happen too frequently with shows like Star Trek Voyager, where it's the episode a week, so things have to be fairly self contained and not terribly complex. Yeah. So it was nice to see that they actually had laid stuff out for you to go back and enjoy a rewatch.
0: Yeah, it was a good attention to detail. You, know, you contrast that with a show where they're trying to rush a mystery and they have something come out of left field at the very end. It's like, oh, by the way, the masked butler was the murderer that you never saw on. Like, yeah, I, I liked that it had a, a consistent thread throughout.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the clues are um, surprisingly subtle as well. With, like, the dog that doesn't bark and, like, he not being the right height. Yeah, so the like, height
0: thing is something I totally didn't catch. Even though when Tuvok's watching in Mindmeld, he digital zooms in on the footage to like to um, look yeah. at their, their well, profiles. Yes. I'm like, that's pretty That's pretty good. That's a the detail they
3: put in there. I mm-hmm. didn't know
2: Mindmeld's worked like that. But Me neither. <laughs> good. <Yeah>. Zoom in. <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> Enhance.
3: <laughs> they, they do when they're shown on TV. Yep.
1: So, so, yeah, the first time I watched it, um, after watching the, the, the first time I was like, man, two bucks said, you know, oh, well they're the same height. And if I was the woman, I'd say, well, I was wearing heels. So how, you know, you can't prove it. And then on the second watch through literally the first shot is her shoes were taken off and left at the front door because it was raining, which makes sense. So I was like, damn, they caught me. I was thinking that I was like, aha, I caught a hole in them. And nope, it's literally the first thing that you see
0: yeah for all the times we we call them on shortcomings and story like they really laid things out and, and thought of a lot of these little contingencies gotcha there though Uh-oh. second pair of shoes
2: <laughs> well yeah, yeah. high heeled house shoes yep <laughs> yeah. I mean she does look like a high maintenance type of lady <laughs> yeah well <laughs> she was
1: like in a bath well it wasn't a bathrobe like a nightgown like a like necklouché entire- yeah <laughs> yeah it's very very noir joke's on everybody she actually has bird feet <laughs> Would that be awesome? <laughs> he just raises up on her little weird claw toes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, do we do we see their feet?
2: No, no. Which is why they have bird feet. We're
0: yep. getting weird here.
2: <laughs> the Makeup department was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Tom's Mar- like, I dig it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Mario, to be to be fair, they got weird first.
2: Yeah. Fair. I hope to always get weird first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's your goal in life. Yes.
2: We do the weird stuff. It's like, oh, was it not weird? It is now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jen found the weird in this episode. She did it.
2: Yay!
1: I actually really enjoyed the little scene where it was a conversation between the doctor and Kess about picking a name. Mm-hmm.
0: And about his capacity for individual thought.
1: Yeah. I thought that that was really well done. I liked that it was Kess doing it because she has a... Um, she's not naive, but she has a sincerity that is refreshing because... I don't know. There, there's so much baggage and background with the adult human characters. That with the Starfleet of, characters. Yeah, that it's nice to see her interacting with, with a giving the Doctor more credit and opening him up to his potential. So I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting turnaround considering the Doctor later becomes a mentor for Seven, serving in a similar capacity. But like, it's neat to see how he starts out as like, I'm just a program, that's all I am. And she's like, no, you can be more than that if you want to.
2: Yeah, it was a nice moment between two relatively new characters at the time, it being season one, episode eight. Um, So you get the, yeah, the development of Kes being, like, basically, she's not a child, but um, she's childlike in her view of the universe as it is, and the doctor exploring Um, his, uh, uh... Individuality. Yes, there's another word that I'm thinking of. Autonomy.
0: I was actually surprised that I did not remember that, despite this being an episode mostly about Tuvok and, to a lesser extent, Tom, the entire main cast gets some screen time and gets to contribute in in kind of meaningful ways. Like, Chakotay and Bolana get to help them, like, outmaneuver a ship in a dogfight in a weird maneuver. But but (laughs) nevertheless, like, they got a moment. And, you know, they could have just easily made them never appear or just have one-liners on the bridge. Neelix got to provide insight on the alien races and their relationship with each other and how it affected uh, diplomacy.
2: Janeway gets to concerned react when Tuvok says he's going to mind meld. It's like, Tuvok, no! (laughs) I I like that she's like, oh no. And Neelix is like, a what? A what meld? (laughs) A mind what? (laughs) Huh? Explain it to me. And everybody else that hasn't seen Star Trek, the original series. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been weird if the doctor picked the name Doctor
1: Spock? Yes, that
0: was. A, I like the little joke. It, it would have been
2: extremely weird. I I would have been into
1: it. I enjoyed it because I was like, "Oh man, U.S. history class from whatever grade that was." But like, I was like, "Oh yeah, Doctor Spock," and then I was just like, oh, "This would be so confusing if he actually stuck with it."
0: So is the implication there that because he was rattling off the fact that he had like the records of past doctors that he uses as, as referential data, um, is the implication that he had? Data from Doctor Spock, who I don't think was a medical doctor, or that he had Doctor Spock's uh, patient records from Doctor Bo- from Bones. Doctor Spock is. Mister
1: Spock is the Vulcan. Doctor
0: Spock, Spock is a real person. He's... Oh, sorry. I thought I really thought he was referring to the Vulcan, not no. to the uh, the real life no. Doctor Spock. Yeah. Okay. That. That's I mean, fair. I, 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 I that did that not was. assume that was the reference they were making. Yeah. Okay. Because he's called Doctor Spock. He he is a doctor. Um, I think he's a doctor. Right? Yeah, I'm just conflating him with Doctor Spock. Yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> well,
2: could
0: <laughs> that, that was the impression I got.
2: Because Kes was saying, um, why not choose somebody who you admire? Yeah. And so that's what he was rattling off.
0: Right, but he was pulling names from his own Correct. medical records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the actual Dr. Spock from My child—that has not occurred to me. Yeah, a, a, nice, uh, a nice little moment between Dr. and Kes. Kes leaves after a while, so it doesn't really amount to much, but it's a cool little moment.
2: Yeah, well, Kes doesn't matter much. That's
0: exactly what I mean. Like, <laughs> she doesn't really have that great of a character development arc. Yeah. She becomes a weird alien god and leaves, then comes back and is mad, but then she's happy again. Voyager.
2: Oh. Speaking <laughs> of everybody getting a moment, <laughs> Neelix's moment is just totally useless. It's like literally his moment is for him to fill up time. It's like, oh yeah, I know them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're acting the way they normally yeah. do. I can't <laughs> yeah. help you here.
2: Okay, Neat. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything could have been learned from context just by watching how they interact instead of, like, Neelix. Yeah. Well, the
0: implication is that's why they interacted the way they did in the first place by sending the shuttle to the planet because of the uh, the war zone around the, the yeah. perimeter. But why Well, why was Voyager so interested in,
3: like, interacting with the, the I think they need repairs. Yeah. Not Neelix. The, the bird men. The bird people. Yeah,
0: they, they needed some kind of repairs to their systems, and apparently this alien race had a reputation, probably from Neelix, about, like, their... The best yeah. technical knowledge. I guess you know they went to the scientists to like go over his research and stuff. It wasn't just out of academic and curiosity. And the bird people were just like, "Oh yeah, let's just share our technology with these weird aliens. They're enlightened. Apparently. These primates. I mean, they solve murder, so they're pretty enlightened.
1: Mm-hmm. Eh. I in their know. in their minds. I'm I'm saying eh because I'm like she took the leftovers and was like I don't know if this is spoiled. Let me feed it to my dog. <laughs> and then, eh, I.
2: That's
3: what weirded you out? Yes,
2: it did. That, that was a sequence is weird, where she's like, oh, let me give this to my dog. Okay, why? Like, oh, like, this meat tastes weird.
1: It's like... I mean, I guess it's to, to highlight <laughs> the existence of the dog, just to sort of underscore, this is going to be important later. Pay attention I mean, yeah. to my dog. Right, but I There's guess. also there's a
0: behavior, behavior change. change. Yeah. There's, there's a behavior change in her between her kind of disaffected distancing from them at dinner and then her quickly turning around and getting close to Tom. Like, at what point was the plan going into effect? Quickly turning around. he's just laying out smoking, right? So at the beginning, she's like, oh, he has guests. This is weird. He's never home. She's like very upset with him generally. And the doctor explains like, yeah, I don't spend enough time at home. And then she goes out in the atrium and is distanced and smoking. And then Tom's talking to her, she says, don't get involved. And then she quickly turns around and comes on to him. Mm. Like there's, there's a very quick, abrupt turnaround. It,
1: it could have been the fact that she's identified Tom as not a scientist. As a mark? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this
0: guy doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's into me. He's going to leave the world in a few days. This is perfect for our plan.
1: Yeah. Because the, when, when they're first introduced, no, not much is said, except, oh, these are some people that I'm going to be working with. And then, like, at the dinner table, they're talking about work, and then he's kind of apologetic, and, and then afterwards, he's like, fuck this, I don't want to hang out with these nerds, hey, look, I'm going to go smoke in the yard with what's-her-face, although he doesn't smoke, but you know what I mean. Ooh, we, he sm- totally we solved was. smoking.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now they just do cocaine.
0: <laughs> Much cleaner. <laughs> they do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Space <It's based> cocaine. <laughs>
0: Do you think the artificial life form likes doing the memory M-grams? Like, does it have rights?
1: No.
0: <laughs> they just ens- they they claim it's artificial. They just enslaved
1: some yeah. like squid. It's some guy. <laughs> it's some guy, it's that's even, even better.
3: It's just some guy <laughs> locked up in the in the closet.
0: My name's Phil. a <laughs> <laughs> family.
3: I don't an artificial life form. It's this artificial life form. <laughs> He's purpose built. You guys just. I <laughs> Gagged, (laughs) like in pulp fiction. He likes it.
2: (laughs) Bring out the the... the... (laughs) light.
3: Somebody killed him with a samurai sword.
1: I'm just picturing like them just leafing on some tinfoil to him.
3: (laughs) Just hit him with some metallic spray paint. Uh,
1: Shiny and chrome. (laughs) Beep boop.
3: You're a robot now. Just put a cardboard box on his head. I am (laughs) Osamu.
0: <laughs> I have to keep them all! Please, someone help me
2: repeat it 14 hours.
0: <laughs> that's what that's his language for he likes it. Pay <laughs> no
2: attention to the man behind the
0: curtain. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, he's not a person. <laughs> he's artificial. Don't worry, he can't feel any of it.
2: I feel all of it
3: I am in so much
2: pain! <laughs>
1: Release me from this! St- Allow me to
0: die!
1: That's actually the last words of the victim. So,
0: <laughs> that's what they said. It's weird. The victims say that every time right before bird they die. crime. <laughs> I hate these bird people. <laughs> They're monsters. Oh my god. There was no B plot.
2: No. Um.
1: The doctor's name, right? That's not
0: much. It's a single scene. Shut that's up. like, a, that's so like a Ch- deep plot. Yeah. yeah. So is Chicote's like Maquis maneuver of pretend your ship's broken. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they they didn't have enough going on with the characters at this point in the show,
2: I think.
0: I do like the line. She's like, This is a very old trick. He's like, We're in the Delge Corner. Everything old is new again. Like yeah. they haven't come up with old tricks too. <laughs> well,
2: and then I- they totally frenched. <laughs>
3: right. hmm. Hmm. In, a, in a slow motion scene the last yeah. 10 minutes Didn't
2: you see did it? Jen
0: feed us all that knockout tea
2: <laughs> we missed that scene
3: when I was watching this the first time well the first time yesterday uh, I we saw that like uh, all the old tricks are new again and I was just imagining the Nemoidians saying
0: we fucking saw through that Like we understood exactly what you were doing wait people can pretend their ships don't work this changes everything oh my god <laughs> We just upended the whole Delta Quadrant. Now they're all gonna pretend they're broken.
2: Yep. It's and just no, a no, bunch no. of pretend broken <laughs> ships floating around. I
0: saw this work once. It's great. <laughs> One of us has to go first. <laughs>
3: it's like no, but then they'll know we aren't. We're not broken. Anymore. We're broken we're too. Oh, oh, we're broken too. <laughs> we're all broken. You huh? come oh. over here.
1: You come over here. Our entire fleet's a piece of shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just like two, two fleets just floating into each other, just <laughs> sitting <laughs> in there, just bumping into just each other. <laughs> I oh, do no. we're, we're really committed to this, huh? <laughs> it it worked. <laughs> they fucking did it to us. I got it, I got it. What if we actually break our ship? <laughs> then they'll really be fooled. <laughs> Shit. Okay, now we have to vent 16 of our decks. <laughs> Just trust me, this will work. Kill the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Just really sell it.
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, how I'm did sure. How's how Alpha Quadric? i do it. This is really hard. <laughs>
1: This is like the longest war in history.
3: <laughs> no, it just goes shortest. to a standstill. No, it's the shortest. It just like escalates
0: because, because all the just sh- immediately it just everyone kills themselves. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like they just starve to death on their fake like yeah, yeah. their standoff their yeah. eternal standoff of being pretend broken.
1: They're like can't get supplies. <laughs> they don't know the where <laughs> ship works. Yeah. Oh. They don't have transporters.
3: They don't even have possums to to like I say. Yeah. Playing possum, what does that mean? <laughs> I heard this. I heard one of the humans say it. It's a weird code we're trying to
0: decipher. <laughs>
2: their possums have little feathers on their heads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're bird possums.
2: Oh, it's adorable. Isn't that cute?
0: I mean, they, they have mammals on their planet. They have something they call a dog. That was a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Did you see that thing? Yeah. All of its, like, wiry hairs are actually feathers. <laughs> yeah. Specialized feathers.
2: It was a pretty cute dog. It was fine.
0: It's weird that it, like the monkey, was just an animal from earth and they're like oh it's an alien yeah, one we have uh, we
2: have dogs here alien dogs
0: we call them dogs it translates to dog in your language
2: mm-hmm. doge yeah they're doges here <laughs> <laughs>
0: this one we call a cat
2: rough <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're all dogs
2: i wonder if all of our dogs are that tiny
0: i wonder if they all go to heaven
2: that's actually the, the biggest
1: dog on their planet Whoa. <laughs> they
3: all go to bird heaven though Oh, That's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Really fucking weird.
2: You have to wake up really early to <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all the dogs chirping outside your window.
2: <laughs> it's also known as hell. <laughs> There's guts all over the ground that you can pick out freely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carrying everywhere.
1: <laughs> Clean cars for miles to see. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: not for long (laughs) isn't that a hell they can never dirty all the cars
2: oh man that's terrible why would you do that that's Sisyphean like they they poop
0: on all the cars and then they all just clean themselves
2: one must believe that they're happy though
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're happy in the act
2: they want to get that that one shit on the car (laughs) the perfect shit look at that just washed car No, I'm just picturing like the entire society on
1: this planet, and just walking along, going about their business. are like, Ooh, look "Wait at a second, garden. my neighbor's car is clean. <laughs> Hold on, guys BRB <laughs>
0: Just
3: imagine, uh, like, it, if, if the costuming had, like, actually fit with the species, they, they would have all been wearing skirts. Because mm-hmm. they all just, like, shit wherever <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, you're right. It's,
0: it's very open there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> very like, open.
2: What if, like, Belana had bitten, like, well, no, Belana's not, like, super into Klingon culture, but if she had brought Gach,
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> raising so Gah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have loved her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wonder if if you get one of them excited, do they do they like like do their feathers Ooh. when they're really Ask
2: excited? Tom. Yeah. I would have
1: <laughs> loved that if she was like making out with Tom and her feathers just started. <laughs> yeah, but, I kind of
0: like, wish she had like peacock plumage yeah, when she was like, really getting like, excited.
1: They could just install like little balloons with hoses underneath the costume just to make her stand <laughs> on end. <laughs> sure i be like, that's kind of weird. But I'm
0: into it. <laughs> see,
1: like
2: eggs all over the floor. <laughs>
0: don't worry, they're not fertilized.
2: A whole like two hundred eggs fall out.
0: <laughs> I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just
3: like stepping on them. <laughs>
2: Holy shit! It's like, I don't know what the what's the, the tradition by. What's of the, the protocol. Actually? Do I kick it <laughs> <Well, them> out <laughs> of the way?
0: Oh man, she's eating, eating, money, mowing. No, I was what? thinking about rolling a D12. Oh, wow. Even better.
1: All right, rolling a D12 in order to determine. Nerd. I was just going <laughs> to say <laughs> that. All right. Eight. Oh, f- yes. All right. We're watching season three, episode 12. Microcosm. Macrov- <laughs> oh, God. the Macrocosm. The
0: macrovirus.
1: Yep. We're Yay. watching the macrovirus episode.
0: Badass Janeway with the gun versus virus. It's all. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do
2: love that episode.
0: Normally, I would say until next week, but it's actually going to be in two weeks, because next week, I am going to Comic-Con in San Diego. Should be fun. Um, I'm hoping I can go see the Star Trek Discovery panel. If it's possible to get in there, and I have things to relay, I will totally do that in the podcast. So next week, we're going to post a bonus episode full of deleted scene content from previous episodes, and I don't know if we should spoil what it is, because I think it's more fun if they just kind of learn about it. Just imagine the spoiler being a big jerk-off motion. <laughs> there's there's solid gold on the cutting floor, guys. I can't wait for you to hear it. No, the, the floor th-
1: is also sticky.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, it's important to note from that, the safety protocols will be off for that episode, by which I mean there will be no censoring, and it will be different kind of subject matter than, than you've heard in the cut episodes. What? Let's find out what that means. Tell them more. So until you hear that next week, and until we talk to you in two weeks... This has been Salamander Babies. Uh, You can visit us on the web to see show notes for this episode and all our previous episodes, as well as our awesome uh, episode artwork at salamanderbabies.com. We're on Twitter at SalamanderTrek, Facebook at facebook.com salamanderbabies, and Tumblr at salamanderbabies.tumblr.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us, hellocomputer at salamanderbabies.com. Computer, and program.